Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? It's Sanchez here. And again, we want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We are still streaming them live on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, most Monday nights, we are on there streaming live. So we would love for you to join us. And we're able to do this because of our Patreons. Patreons, thank you guys so much for your support. But hey, listen, if you're still on this journey with us, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe, to rate and review us. That's how we get this podcast flooding all media outlets. Again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything, iHeartRadio, everything. We are there. So enjoy today's podcast. So welcome. Welcome to Token. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and what we've learned over the last couple of weeks is that pretty much all of our conversations on our page have been under the uh, scrutiny of Facebook algorithms and um, search, uh, search engines and, uh, and, and basically anything that has to do with race, elections, politics, yada, yada, yada. Um, they're, they're putting pretty, you know, strenuous uh, guard rails on those, so... So anyways, uh, that's why it's important for you to share. If not, share with people. Or, again, once we have this conversation, um, we'll be able to, you know, get it out on the podcast channel. So welcome to Token Confessions. We are back. And tonight, it's just Cedric and I, and we are simply going to process the last week. Verbally processed the last week. There's a lot that has been happening. There's a lot been going on. Uh, this also is a moment, an opportunity for you, especially if you're, you're live with us on Facebook. Talk to us. Let us know if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts. We're going to shout those out. And then also, if you're listening on the podcast channel, like leave a comment. First of all, review, leave a comment, join our Patreon page. Uh, have a conversation with us because again, like in this work of anti-racism, the last thing you need to do is like isolate yourself and don't feel like you have a safe space to have conversations. Uh, even if you need to feel, you know, say something or have a question that may make you look ignorant, it's okay. You're in this mm-hmm. work. So with all that to say, uh, Cedric, why don't you yeah. kick us off? You know, so last last Monday night, there was a lot of tension and uh, it, it, it was a lot of, uh, like build up to this moment on Tuesday. Um, on last Sunday, we had this event uptown Charlotte. It was great. And my cousin was simultaneously sending me videos from back home in Greenville of like just Trump parades driving all over the city. Uh, people, you know, flags, their, their blue live blue lives matter flags. They're, American flags or Trump flags and, and decals and everything. Um, and then, yeah, then we get to Monday and things just kind of continue to, you know, do its thing. Word. What's up, nephew? I see you. It looks like, a, are we frozen? No, we're not frozen. Okay. 
maybe it's just later. So. Uh, so yeah, then we get to you know Monday and everything, and then once we get to Monday, Tuesday happens and the elections are going. So the first reaction that I had was like a lot of my friends were like surprised that the polls weren't like super packed. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot of it was like, man, I thought we'd be waiting eight hours because you know on the news everybody's like, oh, there's an eight hour wait on this, this, and this, but. Right, but most you know that was for early voting in Georgia in a predominantly black community where they had intentionally been removing polling stations so that the wait time would be longer with the hopes of discouraging folks from voting, specifically black (laughs) folks from voting. You just went in. You're gonna make me jump to the punches. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Black folks got patience and waited in line. To vote, they didn't leave, and wouldn't you yep. know it? What's and now the they're now their votes now are fraudulent, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, all yeah. <laughs> now yeah, now their the votes, votes are fraudulent. In Atlanta, yeah. is fraudulent, but yeah, I I I I didn't. I chose not to do early voting. I'm a nine on the enneagram. I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but I I chose to wait until election day because my polling station I can walk to it. Mm. Okay, it's the school down the street. Oh, nice. So Isla, my daughter, has been showing a little bit of interest in what's been going on with the election and whatnot and different things of that nature. And enough that I said, you know what, I think I'm going to bring her with me to the to the polling station on Election Day so she can just see how it works. Um, so that's another reason why I did it on Election Day, because then could get up in the morning in her routine for getting up for school, take her with me, and then she's able to go uh, to school. That's right, Jesse. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. Bro, <laughs> she, listen, he was a I'm, 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 I'm going to get to the role of black women in this election later. But yeah. word, word. So yeah, it was 34 degrees outside. So we drove over there, got in line. Um, no, it was polite, more polite than I usually am to to everyone there. Cause I, I really in the past don't like when the people who are working at the election site passing out flyers and pamphlets. I just usually have my headphones on like the big beats so they know yeah, like I don't yeah. be bothered. But um I promised a few people, Ray, Jasmine, Justin, <laughs> yeah. that uh I would um, you know, yeah. Eileen, that I would uh, be polite to all the people who are being civically engaged that way. So I took everything that everybody gave me, whether they were someone who was a Democrat, whether they were someone Republican, I I accepted and said thank you for everything they handed me, explained to Isla what was going on, went inside there, and she even, once I hit all the selections, because I already had done my homework, so I had my sample ballot on my phone so I could just, you know, and uh, she would click submit. So, yeah. And then I went home and I chilled. I, I, in fact, I'm. you know what I did? I made lasagna from scratch. Oh, I did see that. I that did was, see that. That was my coping. That was my so, coping. So, I want to I wanna go to the Monday before election day. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and some of you may have seen my Facebook post, but in case you're not following my Facebook post, which I don't blame you. 
Um, that one was. Uh, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave names out of it, of course. But but essentially, my my boys go to a school that's you know eight minutes from our house, two minutes from Cedric's house. So within our community, uh, they've been going there since they were about six weeks. Uh, it works for our family. We've got a good rhythm. Um, and so, um, Micah and Julian were downstairs together last year, but Micah turned three. So he moved upstairs and is one of the youngest three-year-olds upstairs and Julian's down, downstairs with all of Micah's teachers. So it's like super cool. We know everybody, they know us and, and yada, yada, yada. So upstairs we're having to learn, uh, new staff, new people, new faces and everything. So, Mind you, this might have been like the second of, might be, I mean, my wife will correct me. I think this has been like the third thing that we've had happen. Uh, oh, it was the day after the election. I, I misspoke, not Monday, but the Wednesday. Um, so I'm taking Micah upstairs. I drop Julian off and I get to Micah's class and it opens at 855. We're there at 853. Um, I, you know, take his mask off, we're talking, and then I look up and his teacher's walking by in the classroom with like a pullover shawl, jacket, sweater jacket, you know, fleece with mm-hmm. a, a, a Trump, um, like button on her shirt. Now, mind you, two, three weeks prior, I walk in at the bottom and, you know, security, they're doing temperature checks and there's a guy that works with facilities clearly and he has a Trump hat on. And so I was just absolutely appalled that that number one, like the the school would allow the Christian school would allow yeah yeah you should make that designation to, that yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. private it's a, it's a, a private Christian school uh, in a in a well known uh, attached to a well known denomination like one of the larger richest denominations. Anyways, but but. I, I wasn't surprised, but I couldn't believe that they allowed people to, well, actually I can believe it, but it's like the hypocrisy is if, if the teacher were to wear, uh, you know, say a Joe Biden and Harris button, I bet there would be, you know, some, some conversations had. And so that was very, very um, difficult because again, like I said, this was like incident three, Uh, The first incident is, you know, Micah potty trained all COVID and all summer, but like a typical kid, especially a boy, uh, he just turned three. He had two accidents in a day because it's a new environment, new people. I'm afraid. I don't want to tell people. And they're like, well, hey, sorry, we just implemented this new policy this year. And if he has another incident, then you're going to have, he's not going to be able to come to school for a year. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh, not a year. I'm sorry. A week. A week. I misspoke. I misspoke. A week. A week. But a week will feel like a year, right? <laughs> so, so, sure. so again, we we've had conversations about like we. In, in other words, we've just not had really personable experiences like we did downstairs, and so right. it was very disappointing because my little boy, being the only kid in the classroom with a black parent, is in a classroom being taught by teachers with certain views and I, and support towards clearly a fascist white supremacist. But it's one thing to like, it's one thing to be supporting. Look, we're not surprised in that Christian evangelical environment. (laughs) 81% of white evangelicals voted for Trump. 
82 now. Again, 82%. So we're up 1%. Yep. Um, voted for Trump again. So that's not surprising. That being said, given how much energy these spaces put into being apolitical, right? You would think that they would have some guidelines or boundaries for staff. Well, where they it's, can't it's, it's, wear. But it's understood. It's understood that you vote one way. So, like, what? Right. Like, so it's okay because if it, like you right. said, if it was the other party, or even if it wasn't even a political party, if it was say a Black Lives Matter T-shirt, I bet you right. something would have been said that, that right. that's not appropriate. And we don't right. want to be. I mean, do we really want to go there? I think so. I think so. Well, well f- so here's here's my thing, right? Like it's like uh, like put put um, put Biden and Trump aside. It's mm-hmm. the fact that you allowed somebody to wear something political, like 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 a political affiliation, like mm-hmm. that. Like I can go into the you know, and even though I, I I definitely have my issues with Trump and don't think it's appropriate, and and really honestly don't see how and well i see how not understand but i can't accept why people choose to support him but you're i just don't really think it's nice what i was about to say yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna say it because if, if anybody's gonna pay the cost it's you it's not me oh me oh yeah how am i gonna pay the cost no. i've already i've already i've already i've already lost the 30 grand take it out on you I've already lost the 30 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've already lost the 30 grand right, from the, right. the, the I church. I find that it interesting in. that this is the same church that uh, took issue with a particular sermon that I preached. Sermon, but also wanted to call out this, uh, this podcast for not yeah. being one that encourages We don't bring enough unity. hope. Yeah, we unity don't bring enough hope and unity and peace. We're divisive. Uh, you know, there are questions about my gospel hermeneutics. So so to, to fill in the gaps, like I said, like this was a school incident with with my boys. But, you know, many of you know, I pastor church. We are funded by, you know, giving, but also funded by partnerships with people, individuals, but also churches and that sort of thing. Right. So um, but. Earlier, you know, a few months ago, the church decided to pull its funding because when they thought they were getting token Sanchez that most white evangelicals know about and love, they they really back it all the way up. They called you in to do what amounted to like a consulting where they wanted feedback from you about how they they were doing in the area of diversity and inclusion of people of color. And yep. if they were at least headed in the right trajectory, because that church is, oh, is, oh it, is. It, is, is, it is one of the is, whitest. Is one of the whitest outside of the so, school. It is one of the whitest, right, but right. And you were honest with them, and it revealed by their response that they yep. weren't looking for a consultation. They weren't yep. looking for nope. advice. They wanted you to come up there, pat them on the back, and blow yep. sunshine up there yep. behind. And so and translation, 
play both sides, Sanchez. It's, you know, we're just brothers in Christ. I don't, you know, racism is a sin. That's why I'm gonna be honest with you. And, and I don't wanna be I don't wanna be a racist because I don't wanna be a sinner. And and I and I don't believe in systemic racism and um Black Lives Matter. I'm concerned that you support, you know, this, they're Marxist. Uh, group, you know, you're kind of leaning into this critical race theory. So uh, if you had all those concerns, why'd you call me in for a consultation? Say that again. I, Siri went off in my ear. Say it again. So if you had all those concerns, then why were you calling me for a consultation Facts. anyway? Facts. Facts. Because Sounds they wanted like to. They either they wanted a patter of the back or it was a setup. And I'm going with the, the former. Oh, it was definitely a setup. Yeah, it turned into it. Yeah, yeah, it turned it turned it turned into a setup and into a justification of just executing what they wanted to. So they couldn't say it was because of our dis- disagreement on uh, racism. So they had to punt it on my quote unquote theology uh, based on my sermon. They they you know they came after me because of a few Facebook posts um, that they didn't even fully read, and they right. listened to a few sermons that they literally didn't listen all the way through at all because they contradicted themselves but all i'm gonna say is i got those receipts <laughs> and that's all i'm gonna say i've got receipts <laughs> i've and, and trust me y'all gonna hear it in a book one day <laughs> so so anyways it's it's it, it, okay to my wife's point they quote unquote did show us grace with potty training, but it's still a bunch of BS. It's still it's still a bunch of BS, right? That's like, the least they could do after how they bro, cut we're talking, off. We're talking within the first week and a half, two weeks. Like, come on, bro. Like, my kid has been quarantined for six and a half months. He hadn't been around people like that, let alone that many white people in one space. Like, let's be frank. <laughs> so I'm sorry. My wife's getting on me, texting me, saying, you know, you need to chill. So so anyways, all of this has fed into my emotional state via election, right? Because, you know, on, on one hand, I listen to all oh, Ray's on. Welcome, Ray. Oh, snap. <laughs> I can't wait for Ray's commentary. Oh, you know? snap. <laughs> so, so on one hand, one hand, I'm just kind of like over everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I've been, again, I've been documenting everything that's been going on. I've been doing my own research and like everybody's freaking out about the voter fraud with Trump. But like, I I hope I want to let y'all know, like, like four months ago when, or three months ago, two months ago, when he started telling his like crowd not to go to the polls for like voting early because of voting fraud, like that should have let you know up front that that this is this man. And this is this man's tactic for the election for when he loses. But they seriously like, thought they were going to pull a surprise and a sneak attack. Oh, you oh. just wait and let them all go to the polls early. We'll show up on the day of and we're going to beat them again and we're going to get the popular vote. Right. But it didn't work, which no. I think it's a good time, you know, for me to acknowledge when I'm wrong. I, I believe that, you know, we should all be able to acknowledge uh, when when we're wrong. And uh, unlike some of these other preachers and so-called prophets who made predictions and their predictions didn't go the way they, you know, had declared it would happen, 
And instead of saying I was wrong, they just have continued to double down on fraud and cheating and calling in the angels from Greenland, because obviously the angels from Africa did not turn out the way they hoped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I made a prediction and I was wrong. I predicted that Trump would lose the popular vote by a larger margin this year than he did in 2016 and still win the election. Token confessions, other listeners, supporters, I apologize. I'm acknowledging that I was wrong. He indeed lose the popular vote via a wider margin, but he lost. Now, so, um, I was wrong. Okay, I just now want to say that. Now I, I, I appreciate it. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm still skeptical. <laughs> Especially there's a, there's a Van Jones video that's out in the streets right now, and he's basically giving a synopsis of a of a loophole for the elections that's in the Constitution that may be exercised if litigations don't go Trump's way. Right. I don't, I don't, and that's I don't why know I keep reminding people as but. of tomorrow, start t- tomorrow, we will have 69 days left minimum of a Trump administration. People need to keep that in mind. Because I don't know about you, like, I think like most everyone else, Look, we watch more of the news, like television news, between Tuesday and Saturday than we probably have in this house in the last four years, four or five years, six years, because we just don't watch TV news, not at least American TV news. And, um, you know, I tried to balance it out because I didn't want to be glued into it all the time and, you know, on pins and needles and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when the projections were made and all the announcements were made on Saturday morning, I just got a big sense of relief. And it was relief because it's like, okay, we know that Biden has has won. But it was only a sense of relief, not a huge amount of like joy and happiness or excitement because I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? And I'm going to try to enjoy, you know, it's like a, it's like a playoff team, you know, you, you, you in the, you in the, you in the conference finals, you get to game seven and you end up pulling out game seven and you're excited because, you know, you're going to the finals, but that's just it. Like you got to, you know, celebrate it that, that night and then start preparing for the next series. And that's what this feels like. We're preparing for the next series. So Saturday night, I broke my 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 beer fast. I, I decided I want to go on a beer fast just until Thanksgiving. See how much weight I could lose just by not drinking as much beer because I'm always drinking high volume beers. Um, our watchers might notice I am empty handed tonight because I usually have one when we're recording. Um, but yeah, I uh, broke my beer fast. Went over into Matthews. That was the funny thing, trying to figure out okay, which brewery do I want to go to? Because I'm trying to think about which brewery is going to be like the most safe and which ones are going to be the least safe. Mm. Right. Mm. And uh, according to one of the folks I work with, Proud Boys was up there in South End on Saturday night. 
Mm-hmm. And that was one of the breweries I was considering was going up that way. So we just went to Matthews. It was cool. The bartenders, like they were excited for me and, you know, them, which I'm like, nice, which helped me yeah. kind of loosen up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Saturday, you- <laughs> kind of enjoy it. But Monday, <laughs> back back yeah. to work. One it, it, was, it, it was hilarious, like, having white people come up to me and say, Congratulations. <laughs> We did it. We did it. We won. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why, why did you just make an assumption? Because I have dreads? <laughs> well, yeah, you know. No, I, I, we'll leave that for now. We'll leave that for now. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, you got all this talk about how more people voted, for, more black people voted for Trump. The numbers went up for Come black on, people man. that voted from Trump. Okay. Let's set the record straight. Did the number of black people, in particular black men who voted for Trump, increased from 2016 to this year. Yes, it did. All it really did in the big picture scheme of those things, though, was return to the mean of what typically black men voted for the Republican candidate the previous four elections. Right. That's all he did. It's right. not like he exceeded what has been done in the past or made some kind of history or there's this big, huge shift that we should be worried about. He returned to the mean because he did that poorly with people of color in 2016. Well, but, you know, okay. you got a lot of Negroes out there who, you know, they they high on some white supremacy. They think they're going to be in Massa's house. They're going to get but, some of the goods. But here's the reality. People can't do numbers, right? So he went from 1% to 3%. We had over a 3% increase of votes alone for this election. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just say, oh, I have record numbers. Like, sure, if the numbers are the same based on your last election, but, like, this election is over, what, 75 million for, what, 75, 76 million for Biden, and what, he had, what, 70, 71? 70, 71, somewhere around. Right, The margin is five. Whereas yeah, last time on, with bro. Hillary, when he won the Electoral College, it was only three. Right. So, yeah. Oh, man. So, anyways, um, so what What do you think is happening over the next couple of months, 69 days? What do you predict? What do I predict over the next, how long? 69 days. Sheesh. Um, there's one of two, I'll start at the 30,000 foot level. There's one of two things I think is going on. 
either he's putting everything and everyone in place to be able to, in essence, not give up the presidency and try to fight to stay in there legally, but also put all his people in place who are going to capitulate to him and let him get away with basically destroying our democracy by not um, conceding the election, participating and and make it a big legal battle and hopefully not anything worse. My other prediction is basically he's doing a whole bunch of stuff to stall because um, propaganda talks about this on hood politics. And he said, basically, politics is just gangbanging in nice suits. Right. And that, in essence, the way you best understand Trump is to think of him as a a mob boss. He's not just a gangster. He's a mob boss. Right. right? So, like, when we're talking about the impeachment, he's like, y'all don't understand. The the boss never goes to jail. Everybody else goes to jail. Right. But the boss right. never goes to jail. And we saw right. that with all the different people from his administration and his team. Right. In particular, his campaign team from 2016 that went to jail and he's right. been basically untouchable. But here's the thing. He knows. He knows. One, soon as he's out, the state of New York about to take his butt to jail. Not if he, not if he does this. He steps down. On January 15th, what's up, Ray? Ray's oh, coming no. Oh, no. It's about to get down. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he steps down January 15th and puts Mike Pence in his place to pardon all of his charges. No, no, because it's he. It's, it's going to take more than five days for New York to do the whole legal process through which he would end up in jail. So him putting Mike, him stepping down and putting Mike Pence in, it's not going to save him from the state of New York doing what they've been waiting to do. Bro. Right. Which is getting him on uh, tax evasion and some other things. But the other thing, the other thing is this, he owes somebody out there some money, a lot of money, whether it's China or it's Putin. I don't know. But he owes somebody a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Ray so McKinnon. Trying y'all. to hold out before, you know, somebody gonna come to collect. So those are my two predictions. Is either think, he's gonna try to make it hell or he's just bro. stalling. Yeah, so, so I definitely agree he's stalling. I don't think he's gonna let the Biden administration in until January 20th. You mean begin? He, yeah, begin. He, they, they will not have access to the budget or the White House. I don't think I think he's just going to he's going to not give them any head start on anything. I think he's going to compromise national security. I think he's also going to plummet the economy somehow right. to his benefit. Right. And and then again, I, I still don't. And then I, then I think when he leaves on January 20th, he's going to incite a lot of propaganda you, that's going to rile yeah. up a lot of people. Economically, you know what it reminds me of? And Ray, you can check me on this if I'm wrong. Granny, you're a little bit younger than me. But uh, am I younger than you? Yes, you are, sir. Wait, how old are you? I turned 43 in December. Dang. Yeah, I am younger than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, hey, uh, Matt! Thanks for the correction. Yep, uh, um, that sweet girl. So, uh, 
back the Clinton administration, Bill Clinton administration, um, was very economically strong until the impeachment process was over. He had like a year left in his administration. He couldn't run again because he already did two terms. And he just sat on his butt and let all the work he did to build the economy just go straight down the drain. So in a lot, a lot of ways, what we saw in the Bush campaign when all of a sudden the economy went down pretty quickly soon after he got in office, it was a combination of Bill Clinton getting uh, at ease in Zion his last uh, year, but then also some of the Bush policies exasperating that. Well, in 9-11. Yeah. 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 I don't, I mean, I don't, yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) Ray, what's What's up, up, fellas? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? You know, just, just processing a little bit. (laughs) Processing is good. Yo, I've, I've, I've tried my best to not uh, do too much processing. Whatever. Uh, I saw you on Facebook live the other day when I was at home. Right. I said, I was going to say before yesterday, I just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, you know, I've been texting y'all all the yeah. all the shade, but yeah. I'm saying, yeah. I, you know, try my best not to put any negativity out there so much. Yeah. But yo, the way this the president is acting is exactly how we we knew he would act. What gets me are people who are somehow surprised that he's doing exactly what he's done, right? Like, right. He is what he is, and um, he's a grifter. This is his final grift, y'all. Yeah. Like this man is going to, um, he, he, yeah, man, he's going to milk this for all it's worth. He is not going to um, be gracious at all because he doesn't understand being gracious. This man doesn't understand what it means to to lead, and we he's shown us this. So I don't know why right. any of us are surprised. But he he showed us this long before his presidency and the way he handles his businesses in real estate and the people who got who got crapped on by him. We're trying to tell people, and people didn't want to listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when I when, when I, the thing I was saying, uh, I think it was yesterday on the on the live, whenever it was, is the the reality that we we also sometimes I think the part that got me are we we like we did in 2016, we're learning all of the wrong lessons, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The lessons we're learning from this is a lesson we learned from 2016. Is it isn't to center the people who are winning, right? Like I saw, you know, conservatives today saying Black Lives Matters are making demands of of the Biden administration. I'm like, well, they should. Y'all did it. Y'all do it when... Not to mention won. the fact that if it wasn't for our black asses, he wouldn't have won. Hey, you said it, I nice. didn't. And that's facts, bro. That's facts. But the lesson they're learning is, oh, we got to appeal to the, you know, white working class people as if they're not black working class people or rural. You know, it's like we're learning the wrong lessons. Right. Like, like we got to compromise. Sorry, you keep Go ahead. Going. No, go ahead. Like, how you think COVID has run, ramp- has run rampant amongst people of color more than has people white? Because we're the working class. We're right. the ones who are in closer proximity to people and getting more exposure, which is pretty much the case for the working class, regardless of color. Exactly. So yes, stop making the same stupid mistakes y'all made four years ago and eight years ago. Yep. God, like just stop. And then, and then, and then the the thing that you know, 
you know, they're, they're going, they're saying things like, you know, we need to make sure we're not pushing progressive agendas. They're blaming, you know, the AOCs of the world. And, and that's neither here nor there, but you can't say that progressive policies that center working class people that center people aren't working because, you know, in the same year where people, states elected Donald Trump, they also voted for $15 minimum wage, right? Mm -hmm. They also um, uh, decriminalized marijuana. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. these things, so the lesson we learn can't be that, you know, progressive policies are wrong. Um, I think what people always misunderstand, the the thing that people so often do not identify is the power of white supremacy and not just on white people, right? So when you think about, for me, when I think about, you know, folks say, why, why did black men... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, why did uh, Latinx people, it's like white supremacy is strong, you know, and it and, and, and the patriarchy. Good. Exactly. And the yeah. patriarchy is strong. And I'm right. like, yo, the yeah. same reason, you know, why? Because it's the same reason why other folks. Uh, right. Right. Because if you're a person of color, and you, whether wittingly or unwittingly, start to subscribe, not explicitly to white supremacy, but to what white supremacy tells you about you. Right. And then you look at yourself and you start to say, or you look at your community of other people of color and you say, I hate to say it, but they're right. right. And then you start to look at yourself and you start to think, I'm different. I'm the exception to right. the rule. Right. It becomes a powerful drug. The exceptional yeah. Negro, right? Mm. Yeah. And, and and it's something that all of us have had to probably uh, combat oh, yeah. consciously or unconsciously, right? Um, but, and it's not just us. I mean, you, you there are folks who are like, hey, I just want to be, um, I was reading a post the other day and it, it just got my blood boiling. It was a conservative black couple and they were just talking about how they repudiate Black Lives Matters and how they work hard and they're not this, they're not that. And I'm like, what the fell is that dude in Texas that got shot and killed? Right, bless his heart. I mean, yo, um, I, I'm not going there. But, you yeah. know, it's this idea, it's this idea that if you're just right, so um, you can be the exception. You're the, but it's like this election is exposing or has exposed um, that there are far too many people who would rather center the patriarchy, center whiteness, center um, things 
and and they'll call it different reasons. You know, they'll say it's abortion. They'll say it's all the stuff. But and at the end of the day, pools reveals it's not exactly. It's not at all. At the end of the day, what it is is I don't want to be made to. I, I don't want to be discomforted, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be. Um, you know. Yeah. You know, they're feeling. I feel like there's a sense where it's like, yo, they're feeling what maybe so many other folks have felt for the last four years under this administration. And they're but like, you, you know, just like, nailed it. It's about comfort because look how many people made a post on Sunday and Monday marking what the price of gas was per gallon and the current interest rate and said, I'm making this post so that it'll come up in my memories a year from now so that I can basically be like, I told you so. Well, like, it was never about all those. It's all about comfort. Well, this is what I'm going to tell them. Well, send your stimulus check back in so we don't have to, so much debt that we have to pay back in a couple more years. That same <laughs> Send that stimulus check back that you're going to cash out and drink to and like just enjoy and then going to going to complain later when you have to pay taxes. So that's socialism. Yo, this uh, Tammy Morrow in the comments <laughs> has just I think they are completely right. They say as a white person with family members who are Trump supporters, I think people don't understand the depth of fear that is incited in his supporters, whether that fear be of different black people, blacks, they say blacks, Mexicans, Muslims, gays. I don't like that kind of phrasing, frankly, uh, but uh, or of socialism, especially older white people. Right, right, right. But I don't. Yeah. And I think all she's, of us. She's spot on. Yeah. All yeah. of us can can can. I mean, all, especially those of us like black folks who have served in white churches. And so we we get kind of almost like a behind the scenes yeah. on on that fear. And I think, that, Tammy, you are totally spot on. It's the fear. That is exactly what it is. It is mm-hmm. the fear um, because they've been told. Right. Like, you know, uh, for months they were told that the election was going to be stolen, that you can't trust the mail-in ballots. Like you said earlier, I think, saying, yeah. so yeah. they didn't do it. And, and and they're being told that it is, it is socialism that's coming for us, even though we are in the middle of, I mean, clear fascist things happening, yeah. right? And we used to be the folks who were literally anti-fascist, right? Um, right. But we don't... No, we see- weren't. Well, we said we were. We were selective. So we stated purpose. We, exactly. were, we were selective, just like we were selective socialists. Uh, right. Well, yeah. I don't know that we've ever been openly socialist. Um, oh yeah, we have. It's called white privilege. I know, but we never call it that. Um, <laughs> white, white socialism. <laughs> Listen, I mean, right? But I mean, but it's. I mean, I don't even throw. I don't even throw that out just to be flamboyant. When I say that, all of the New Deal programs that FDR rolled out, yeah, yeah. was socialist at okay. heart. And the only way the Southern legislators would sign on to it was if they were still allowed to racially discriminate in the distribution of those. Facts. Facts. GI yep. Bill. Yep. Federal loans. Facts. Student, I mean, housing loans. Facts. You're like, you're yeah, man. Set on that. But, yo, I, I, I think I don't I don't think we really understand how fragile our democracy is. I mean, we're no. getting to see that in full display because so much of our democracy, it, 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 the foundation is on, you know, uh, norms and, and people um, adhering to those norms. But we don't have, I mean, just like, I think Cedric, you pointed out that, 
you know, the the uh, the the secret or the director of the general secretary's office, I think it was called, will not sign the 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 paperwork to allow the incoming administration to get to hire staff, to get office space. And so they're kind of we're just kind of right now the transition isn't really happening. And so, you know, I'm like, how is there not a law that says this must happen? So those are things we have to really shore up in this democracy, because what President Trump is showing us is that too much of what of 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 what we need to efficiently run is run on kind of a handshake. And President Trump is showing that he can't be trusted with that. And he's not going to he might be the first, but he won't be the last. Let me tell you, Donald Trump will not be the last of his kind because somebody right now is seeing how easy it is to manipulate people and to still yeah. control. He might be the first, uh, uh, like, quasi, uh, you know, wannabe. He's the Christopher dictator. Columbus. Yeah, yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> he might be the first kind of wannabe dictator who had the gumption. He won't be the last because, man, somebody is looking at this and seeing, yo, is it really this easy? Is it really this easy for us to convince half of America all we have to do is – you know, yeah. be rude and 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 say you know, speak our yeah. mind. And yo, this this scary. I mean, man. I mean, let's think about it. Donald Trump Jr., Jerry Kushner, yep, Ivanka Trump, Ivanka. Yeah. yeah. Like look look at all the people around him. Like he, I mean, he he literally took people with no experience and okay. put them in positions that I mean. <laughs> like you got to be almost dead to get, exactly. <laughs> or or like you have to be in to get it, but. Yeah, right. but 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 you know, there's still this like like numbness, right? Like and denial that people literally refuse to see, and, and a part of that is because, like, okay, so, like people are glued to Fox News, and if that is all you absorb, I no wonder you think and believe the way you do. No right. wonder you think about people of color the way you do. No wonder you you fear. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and, and the election and all of this right. stuff. And no wonder because, you're mad because they were the first ones to turn on you with the uh, election result. Facts. Facts. Because it was not even official. Yep. <laughs> not even official. Oh, geez. So, Ray, yeah. give give the people a little tidbit of what you what you gave the other night on Facebook. So, so the the I don't normally, when I do these Facebook lives, I, I don't normally like, um, um, do I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. And so this time I tried to really have something to talk about. So it's like, I, I wanted us to make sure we weren't learning the wrong lessons. I wanted us to make sure we weren't using healing in the same way we sometimes use civility. Right. Mm, yeah. uh, we talk about healing and, um, and I think we need healing, but there can be no real healing until we've had a reckoning, right? Uh, right? It's that whole idea of of negative peace and positive peace. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, and so I'm I'm a little I'm a little nervous. As uh, you know, full disclosure, I'm I'm I probably am one of those folks who are on the the progressive wing of our party, not just in theory, but I was you know a DNC member. I was at the state level, and I was always I'm always. I'm a progressive. And so I get nervous sometimes with, you know, everybody knows Joe Biden was my, my first pick, but he was my last pick. And I think Joe Biden is the person for this time. So let me just get that out of the way. But I get nervous when I hear Joe Biden kind of starting off with this 
this rhetoric where, yeah. the, you know, the healing and the working for it. I'm like, that's fine. But we got to make sure we've done the work of reckoning and understanding what's happened. You can't just give, you know, a pass um, and, and, and not dealt with the harm that's been done. Right. Like, yeah. the, you know, if, if, you know, we and Joe Biden are deluded if we believe that 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 um, Mitch McConnell isn't going to continue to do what Mitch McConnell has done since before there was Donald Trump. Uh, right. Since 2008, when when Barack Obama won his presidency, he made it his life purpose. He said to make. Uh, Barack Obama war term president and what they've done since then is obstruction 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 and it has worked for them they are a minority party in the sense that they do not have a majority of 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 voters who agree with their ideology but they have a majority they have an outsized influence and that that works for them he was able to hold open hundreds of judicial seats just because he has because he had no problems blowing up norms, yeah, and he was yeah. able to get Donald Trump to fill them, yeah. And if we think this man is not going to continue to grab for power, because I believe that he actually thinks he, he's doing what's best for America, right. and so if we don't have people like that, that's the problem with Democrats so often. And again, I'm a card carrying Democrat, right? I mean, I'm I'm a Democratic member. I'm I'm all those things, but. If, if we don't have people like them on the on, on with the Democrats. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who have a conviction. And who are willing to say, yo, we're going to draw the line. The problem I have with sometimes with us as Democrats is Republicans, they start all the way to their far right. And mm-hmm. if when they come to the middle, sometimes they'll come to the middle and it's not crazy. The, the Democrats, they don't start to their far left. They villainize yeah. us. They tell us we're the problem. We cost everything. They already start just just slightly left of center. Yeah. And so when they uh, uh, when they it's time to compromise, we look just like. We're, we're just doing everything the Republicans wanted to do. And we're oh, yeah. falling for the Okadot because Republicans are really good with messaging. So they'll make you think that Medicare for all is socialism. When we have people in this country dying because they don't have access to health care. I was right. talking to my brother this weekend, my, my, my older brother who has health care, who has uh, insurance. But he was talking about before he had insurance, he had he, he go to the he went to the hospital and he was like, yo, I was out of there, bro. I was out. It was it. Um, and then, you know, he had to have surgery. They have insurance. He was like, they took good care of me. They, but we had to pay this, you know, this deductible before they'd even continue with my 
really go on with my procedure that was right. necessary. That's crazy in this country. But there are people who have that. And the Republicans have taken it from I am the keeper of the other. Right. To, yeah. to take care of to think about people who is not yourself is socialism. Right. And, and, and and that's where we are. And we right. need people who and I'm my fear is this talk of healing really is cold word for we're going to do everything. We're not going to fight for things. We're going to settle like we settled for the Affordable Care Act, frankly. Um, yeah. and, and we're going, that's all. That's kind of the, that was the gist yeah. of this weekend. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, as, as someone, as someone who is unaffiliated, hearing him talk that we need to heal um, rhetoric and we need to unite rhetoric. I again come back to unity for unity's sake is not unity. Right. It's a halftime. Right. It, it, it ceases right. fire. It yeah. is not unity built on a foundation of anything that is going to last. Right, right. And like what you said, there is a lot of people. Joe Biden drew out more single votes than any presidential candidate in U.S. history. And he better not forget that many of those people voted for him as their last option and pick. Right. He was not their first pick. And the only other option left was not even up for consideration, that being Donald Trump. Right. So right. he needs to remember that all those things that he said he was going to do, he needs to do them. Right. He yeah. needs to pursue them. Yeah. Not for for the sake of the people that you know gave him that vote of confidence, and not in a tit for tat kind of way, because I ain't about that. Not right. in the kind exactly. of way that says we're just gonna steamroll them exactly. just like they steamrolled us. Because right. man, I get tired of that Same. personally. Yeah. yeah, personally, and I would argue that I see um, one particular faction doing that more than the other but that's not the point the point is is that it's a dead end right. and somebody's got to break that cycle but you don't right. break that cycle by saying well let's just pursue healing well you're gonna have to do some straight talk to people you're gonna have like you said better messaging tell the people who have been holding out hope that coal is gonna make a comeback Mm. Coal is not coming back. It's not. <laughs> and it's for your good that it doesn't come back. But what can we do to get you moved into these developing industries that also make our world, our planet, our country safer and more inhabitable for not only us, but for our children and our grandchildren? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no reason why. You should have so many people scared about these new developing technologies and these new developing industries of, in particular, renewable energy. Right. The ones that we are doing our darndest to help get them plugged in to those industries. Yeah. So, Ray, I got a question for you, because uh, I talked to Cedric about this, about something uh, that I, I can't give context to right now. But like what? Like, how would you define socialism? 
And why is it when people like hear the word socialism, they immediately go to Venezuela and Cuba? <laughs> well, I think they go to Venezuela and Cuba because it's the they're the two that incite the most fear in people because Correct. they're the two that I think have um, done it wrong, right? Um, mm-hmm. They don't go to Sweden or any of these other places that have Scotland, my wife's home country, right. Scotland or right. England. I mean, where there's democratic socialists, they don't go to those places because mm-hmm. we see it works. And that's what we're talking about. When I describe socialism, I mean, obviously I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm actually a member of uh, DSA, which is democratic socialists of America. Um, and <gasps> it is, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's crazy. We have a local chapter here. If any of y'all want to join, I'm just saying, um, and the idea is, is it really is trying to live into, um, to, from my perspective, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, mm-hmm. to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, it's this idea that, and, 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 and folks are, are trying to make us, trying to make socialism equal Marxism, which it does not, right? Or communism. Um, or communism, which it does not. Um, all, I mean, you know, Marxists can be socialism uh, and vice versa. But for me, it's this idea that that in a country where we have so much, um, we shouldn't have people home uh, without homes. We shouldn't have yeah, people yeah, uh, yeah. with dying from from preventable um, uh, diseases or health conditions. Right, uh, right. Yeah. So socialism is an idea that we have a responsibility to each other. Um, right in this collective shared, shared space. Um, and, 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 you know, listen, there are, I, I, I'm definitely not a communist, uh, not a Marxist. Um, and, 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 and this is going to upset me and my comrades. (laughs) I, I do believe that, um, in the, in the kind of in a theological perspective, the, the system the economic system that most um, accurately reflects the 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 fallen nature of of people is capitalism, where it's dog eat dog, right? Um, uh, it is the it is this Absolutely. idea that you know you get yours, I'm gonna get mine. So I think that, um, but I think this uh, you know a a a form of of I care for my siblings, I care for people who are not me, um, is a system that I, I'm not going to say, you know, is Christian or whatever, but I, I think if you look at how Jesus calls for us to interact with each other, I believe it is closer, it is farther away from capitalism Absolutely. Than it is a socialism. That and, and and don't at me. What I'm not saying is Jesus. I'm saying, objectively speaking, you do not uh-huh. see Jesus out here saying, you know, I got mine. You go get yours. <laughs> Which is what capitalism Facts. is. You know what right, I mean? Right, it wasn't. Right, it wasn't right. get at you know collect all you can. Yes. It was. Yes. It was. It was the opposite of that. Right. Right. Um, it was reminding us that 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 money really does. It's not that money itself is corrupt or evil, not at all. Uh, right. Scripture doesn't say that, but there is this idea where money has this corrupting effect. Um, and I believe, what happened to your finger, bro? Oh, uh, so I tore a ligament like years ago, but I've been typing so much. Uh, 
So my pinky was killing me. So yeah, yeah. All right, my it's bad. Not, sorry. It's, not a, it's not a prosthetic. <laughs> all right, sorry. I just uh, it's all good. But uh, so, so um, y'all, y'all, welcome to my mind. It, it seems like squirrel. One of my best friends, he always call he'll he'll be like squirrel when I do that. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man. I think I think when I look at the example of of Christ, it yeah, it, it tends me to to care more for the least among us and, and not centering those with wealth and yeah. with means. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a person who's, so again, I'm not a, I'm not anti-capitalist per, per se. Um, yeah. but whatever. What did Megan yeah. say be honest about? Uh, I got filed at a church in a church league basketball game and they didn't ah. call the foul. <laughs> And so, like, literally, I was yelling at the refs about to cuss them out because I was like, do you not see my finger? I was like, look at my finger. Look at my finger. How is that not a foul? At a church league, bat- bro, come on. Oh, it's intense, bro. Yes. It was way more intense than a, a pro-am that I played in. Oh, wow. No, <clears throat> I completely agree, bro. And I make the same argument, right? And And my thing is, like, people are so fearful of socialism as if capitalism is a better alternative. Mm-hmm. And the countries that they're referring to, like there's this, like this, this prideful ignorance and denial of the U S thumbprint on that, <laughs> of destabilizing those countries to cause this inflation and to support politically these people, these fascist leaders that took over, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I just, I, I, I don't, Again, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and uh, well, several people the other day. And it was just, it was just so hard to communicate because I know that they're not they're not in the books. They're not reading everything they're learning is secondhand information uh, from from white people. And, you know, and again, I'm not implying that white people don't have anything to teach. But when it comes to an opinion like socialism and you're putting the fear of God in a Venezuelan who comes from that. Like, of course, he's going to have this perspective based on what he's being taught and what he's been like, what's been painted over there. So, um, again, I'm not I'm not necessarily. Yeah, they didn't call the foul, Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, squirrel. <laughs> they did not call it. I was ticked. I was hot. So. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, I started a new job. So I'm having to type on the keyboard more and my my ligament. It was killing me. So. So I'm trying to give it a couple of days in this to to, to heal. So, um but yeah, so anyways, uh, overall, bro, like I just I'm in a place where like I'm glad these elections are over, but I'm like I'm hyper focused on Charlotte. I'm hyper focused on like local elections. And Let's I don't go. care. Where you, I don't go. care. Listen, I don't care where you live. You can complain. You can whine about the presidency. But at the end of the day, if you're not involved on a local level. You cannot complain because that's where things that are directly impacting you are happening. And if you're just going to sit passively on the sidelines, then shut your mouth. If you're not listening to these long ass city council meetings and reading these policies, going to these press conferences and reading some of the stuff that's going on, these plans, I don't want to hear your mouth. Right. So facts, man. That's all good. So speaking of that, so I just so this this is this is my reading for. I mean, everybody doesn't have to be like this. This is my reading for uh, before our next meeting uh, at the Charlotte Housing Authority. Um, it's our audit report that I have to read, and all I get stuff like that all the time. And you are so right, bro. Like that's the 
we spend so much of our attention, so much of our money on federal yeah. races. And I get it. Right. I yep. get it because most people only only care about or think about those races. But, yeah. bro, we have an election every single year, every single yep. year, yep. Uh, especially here in Charlotte. You have somebody for whom you can vote. And I promise you, the folks who are most likely impacting your day to day life more are probably people you don't know about. Right. There are members on the county commission who impact our lives more than we ever know. Yep. Want more funding for schools? You don't go talk to the school board. They want more funding for schools. You go talk to the county commission or right. your legislatures. Those are important too. State legislatures, um, your city council, your town council, your school board. But yep. all of these other things that people, like I just talked about the Charlotte Housing Authority. Bro, we are seven people appointed by the Charlotte City Council and we govern one of the largest public housing authorities in the nation. Mm. Set policy, all of that stuff. I mean, make incredible impact. There are people right now we need on the civil service board. Everybody want to talk about criminal justice reform? You start local. Civil service board? That's yeah. where there's real power on the front end and the back end. They're the ones yeah. who approve every hire and every fire. Yeah. Firing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we really need to get to the bottom of where really the power is in our democracy and we yeah. hold the power but too yeah. often we 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 relinquish that power yeah. to folks because we're not involved yeah. and so man we're just, la- we're just lazy and complicit yeah. Yeah. like some some people are just cool with it and it's like oh okay well as long as i get my my nonprofit tax write-offs my my tax cuts and you know my can like my free beer at the Panthers game or something like I'm cool. Like don't mess with me, but like <laughs> free beer at well, you know people that go in them suites and don't have to pay oh, for anything. Oh, you know how the rich gets rich, rich, richer, man. You know. I mean, I've been in those suites and I'm not rich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, social capital. It's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. X. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I just man like so for me like to to tie it in with the elections and processing. Like I'm kind of over over that election because I'm like more concerned. Like, dude, like I just took a job at a mortgage company because of my interest in affordable housing what's and up? learning policies of what's going on, so that I can literally say, "Hey, number one, you're not being compliant with the rules. Right? You're breaking this violation, and you're cheating people. Right? Your practices are corrupt, and you're cheating people. Right. So for me, like, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back and you know, esteem myself, but like. As a citizen, like, I feel responsible to learn as much as I can about something that I'm passionate about. And for me, affordable housing and people having somewhere to sleep at night and to potentially build wealth for their families, that's an important value to me. I got it. And and so for me, like, I can't, like, it should be expected for every every American, quote unquote, that's truly uh, patriotic and cares about this country. Everybody should be like passionate about something and getting involved to help make things equitable, not just for yourself, for other people. Right. Yeah. Like decenter yourself mm-hmm. and think of other people. Like, bro, I just preached this weekend, and this was one of the out of the six sermons within the one. I basically said, like, like you want to know why you don't hear the voice of God? Because you center it on yourself. Mm. Like when, like number one, God's not always going to tell you what you want to hear, and typically, what you need to hear comes as you're interceding for other people. 
because you know how to respond because God is embodied and he's embodied in other people and not just you. <laughs> and other people who are not just you and other people who don't vote like you. Here, bro, one thing I would always do, the challenge I always had, because I know yes. I'm, a, I'm a progressive pastor. I was progressive. And my church, the church where I pastor wasn't necessarily progressive, um, but I knew I was. And I knew most of the folks were similar to me in how they voted. So when I challenged the congregation, um, it was always to figure out how we live with and 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 abide with our neighbor who voted for Trump, right? Because, yeah, exactly. So it's like, that's the thing, man. Like, so often we live in these echo chambers, not just, not just with people who, who think like us, vote like us, look like us, but people who will never challenge us because they don't see any problem with what we're doing because they're doing the exact right. same thing. Right. And right. God in her wisdom uh, places us in, in situations and around people who draw that out if we allow it, yeah. but we never get space that we don't, sometimes we don't allow ourselves um, to do it. So anyway, that's my rant. I'm, I'm no, my rant. So no, it's good. I, I agree, man. Yeah. And go ahead, Sid. <clears throat> about the, the echo chamber thing. <sighs> the whole echo chamber thing is a mute point when you got so many people running around with misinformation, period. Just recycling misinformation? Right, recycling misinformation. Like... Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm trying to think of what would be a good illustration. Like, okay... <laughs> There used to be, you know, one of the main features of a of a bar would be the bar talk or even a barbershop, which I don't know because I don't I don't mean I cut my own hair. So but part of the allure of a barbershop, if I'm not mistaken, is a lot of the conversation and the banter and the dialogue that goes on in particular about maybe current events and in particular sports or the culture. And those things can be talked about in such a way that you have people who have various different perspectives or views on who is the greatest basketball player of all time and uh, what team is the greatest team of all time and what you think the Panthers are going to do this week and is this Cam still got it or does he not got it? I mean, all those kind of things. The, the latest movie that came out, who's the greatest comedian of all time? Stuff like Dave that. Did Michael Jackson really do it, right? Kevin uh, Hart, bro. Dave Chappelle, get out of here. Ke- Kevin Hart? I said what I said. Nah, I, bro. I said, <laughs> did I stutter? I didn't stutter. You I mean, if you would have said if you would have said Richard Pryor, okay, I would have. Well, you I said Dave Chappelle. I was going somebody contemporary, since you went with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> not I even mean, close, bro. Bro, I can't stand Dave Chappelle, but we can get on that another day. <laughs> really? I cannot stand it. I, I didn't. I didn't laugh hardly one time at his SNL. I don't like him. Can't stand him. I feel oh. like he's a walk. I, I said what I said. I've <laughs> never liked him since the Chappelle show. I never like. I feel like he 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 gave a license for white folks to be racist, and he did it. And they're like, "Well, Dave Chappelle did it." I couldn't stand him. I didn't stand that. In I couldn't fairness, stand don't that. do that with anybody. I couldn't stand that. Yeah. I couldn't stand that. White, the black guy who thought he was white. I hated that. Uh, you, you 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 like how I'm, I'm getting my Kevin Hart voice going on? I didn't like it. I hated it. I didn't like it, none of it. I hated it. I don't hated listen it. to no. Kevin Hart enough to know that that was your Kevin Hart voice. I'm <laughs> sorry. I lasted yeah. like 10 minutes in one of his comedy sorry. routines. 
But yes. hey, when he's when he's when he's that little rabbit in um um Secret Life of Pets, I'm all in. Never saw it. No, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But Are you sorry? Uh, no, 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 but that's a good that's a good illustration, right? Where we can have a discussion. That's what happens in the barbershop. Right, that's what happens yeah. in the barbershop. <laughs> that was a great it's demonstration. All based on part of the reason why the 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 barbershop banter is under is not quite what it used to be or the bar talk is not what it used to be is because now when we're having a debate about what year it was that so and so won the MVP somebody just pulls out their phone and they google it yeah right like we have the information readily available so now when you're talking about certain things that aren't a matter of opinion. They aren't a matter of your perspective. Right, right. When you're talking about the dignity of people, like, I ain't got no time for trying to make yeah. a space within all voices can be heard. Nah, bro. So please, it's like <laughs> go to your parlor. Right. Enjoy. It's right. like... Like for me, it's like it's like people are going to Babylon B to get their information about COVID instead of their like the government website. <laughs> like it, it's it's literally that like it's it's on that level. Like you're literally going to a site like Babylon B to get your credible information that you are not only like believing, but you're putting your life like your life's worth on it and passing and, like, it around. And sharing it, and it's Bro. truth and it's fact, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, and then like you got preachers preaching about this on listen. Sunday morning, and I'm like, "Bro, do you not realize this is literally Christian the Onion? Like, how are you, bro? My wife and I um, have this fan. We've all talked. We have a family who's like our family. I mean, we love these folks, but they were, you know, I've known, I've been friends with their kids since we were all young, and now we're not young. Now this." What, and this friend who's like he was I mean we we shared Christmases with these folks like mm-hmm. uh, and I still love them I think they still but they bro this they posted on uh, I, I said something about Donald Trump I mean no not about Donald Trump I said something about like Kelly had posted y'all our, our, our vice president looks like me or something like that and this person posted replied sad beyond, beyond belief that so many are deceived and supported those who support abortion, even up to partial birth, which is nothing less than infanticide and the worship of Baal. We all know what happened to ancient Israel, who also supported the killing of children. May God have mercy on America and on you. These are people who we like, they're like family. And they have uh, like this, this person on friend, like it was just this, and I'm like, yo, it's because they have consumed so much of, you know, I, they have their perspective on abortion. We can have disagreements on abortion. We really can. And believe it or not, anyway, we can just have disagreements on abortion. Um, but th- there are these other conspiracies that they bring in about, you know, and I'm like, yo, and it saddens me because I know they actually believe this. Right. And, we can and disagree on abortion because we we can disagree on abortion because we both fundamentally believe it is tragic. 
It's a choice, though. I mean, everybody has... Right, right. But there's, there is a tragedy in it, no matter what. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean... I think. I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's... there's I, I, this is a weird space for me, because I am not a woman. And I'm always, like, really yeah, weird, yeah. like, you know, yeah. opining about this, because I don't know. I mean... So let me just clarify that. No, I'm not, but, but but that's that's why I'm not saying anything further than it's tragic. It's yeah. tragic that anyone's even in the position where they need to even consider that choice. Right. And that's before you get into all the reasons why they might want to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have y'all watched Reversing Row on Netflix? I haven't, but you told me about it before. I need to watch it. Reversing Row. On Netflix, I'm, that's, I'm just gonna leave it there. But I agree. I, you know, I just need to keep my mouth shut about it. <laughs> Yo, but, but, <laughs> but 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 since we're talking about um, hot topics, hot topics are just uh, credibility and misinformation. I mean, we're already there. Oh like, what is the future of the church in America? Mm. Because right now. How many of those people that went all in on Trump from white evangelicalism are already knee deep in parlor in and amongst ironically. What is parlor? Is it some new social oh, media site? Yeah. Cause you know, it's where they can uncensored free speech, but it's been basically a haven oh for, <laughs> Yeah, All these groups who traditionally white evangelicals would say are their enemy or that they categorically condemn. Oh, blessed assurance. Right. So, but I mean, all that, be- like one of the things I was thinking about, I need to stop saying like so much. One of the things I was thinking about earlier today is that part of the reason why this issue persists of in particular Christian folks, white evangelicals consuming these these conspiracy theories and this disinformation is because so many pastors and church leaders take this apolitical position, which has been a position of privilege for them for so long. So they know their folks are consuming this stuff. Even if they're not consuming, and I'm talking to the the pastors and ministry leaders who aren't consuming it and believing it, but they don't address it for not wanting to appear political. And they have lost not only any ability to have a prophetic voice, but to truly shepherd. Because you are letting the flock take you into dangerous terrain where there are lions that are going to consume not only the sheep, but the shepherd as well. And that you have all these people. I mean, <laughs> these, 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 these pastors, they're not going to address it. They're not going to actually get up in the pulpit and address it. And the main reason why is because their bottom line as much as they say, oh, discipleship and Jesus and da 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 right? And they'll have a revival in black neighborhoods in a minute, but they ain't going to do nothing from their own pews because their bottom line is butts in the seats 
and their investors. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I think, and, and, and I would say I challenge also, it's not just white evangelicals, it's black evangelicals too. Mm-hmm. I am on a personal mission yep. to yep. remind people of how toxic black evangelicals are as well. Um, yep. um, Sustained. I'm just saying. There's, a, there's the quote from Dr. King that came to mind when we talked about the church was this um, quote uh, where he says, the church must be reminded that it's not the master or the servant of the state, but rather the conscience of the state. It must be the God and the critic of the state and never its tool. If the church does not recapture its prophetic zeal, it will become an irrelevant social club without moral or spiritual authority. And so often, I think this, some people think that this is true. It, it, it happens when we marry, when we try, when the church thinks, when we try to marry the church and the state. And I think that's what's happened with evangelical, with, with white and black evangelicalism, with evangelicalism, evangelicalism writ large, right. is that, you know, back in the, but, Back in the 80s, I guess, when it was about yeah. the, the more majority time is yeah. where there was this marrying of 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 Christianity or white. I like to white Christianity or evangelicalism. Um, you can say white evangelicalism because the moral majority right. sprang exactly. up Jerry, out Jerry, Jerry of yes, yes, yes. to to maintain segregation. Exactly. Segregation. Exactly. Because of schools and all that. And so so, you know. But 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 the, the sad part is I don't think folks really see that. I mean, there are people like this family I talked about who, man, they really believe that their quest, and this isn't in any way a throwing shade or trying to guilt. There, there's a real belief that they are protecting the church when they are voting for these Republicans or whatever uh, because it is their – and, and, and there's been that irrelevance that has occurred. I mean, you look at the trends, bro. Look at the trends of young folks who are becoming unchurched or dechurched. And there, you, I mean, there is a, I think there is a uh, correlation, which doesn't equal causation, but a correlation between those marryings. Um, you know, conservative evangelicals are growing people. People are coming to their churches Right. But it isn't there is a transformation. No, it's like this place where people are able to come and receive the indoctrination. Some folks are fine with that, with being told what to believe, how to believe and never challenging, um, challenging. And I, I think all of us can I, mean, I can say I know that because I was steeped in evangelicalism in evangelicalism and when mm-hmm. I was in high school um, and uh, somewhat in college. Um yeah, so no, no, I mean you're you're exactly right. I mean, I think about that all the time I spent in student ministry. And I mean, I could go down a long rabbit hole, but I'm gonna save it. But just how much look at any of whether it be the Barna polls or the Ligoner poll where they're surveying Christians to basically find out how Christian they are. Yep. And all of the questions or the measurables are all about what people think. They have nothing to do with what they do outside of sex. They, they, they have nothing to do with a faith that's lived outside of anywhere but between their two ears. That's it. 
Right. Oh. So it's 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 but that's the thing. It's a completely disembodied faith. Right. It does not involve the body whatsoever. We'll try to say it's about the heart, but we, they they don't though. They're full of crap because you can you can exist and thrive in one of those places and be totally disconnected from your heart. Yeah. That's not to say that everybody in it is disconnected from your heart. What I'm saying is it's possible to be disconnected from your heart and your body and be held up as one of the pillars and pinnacles of the faith. Yeah, but this is where it comes back down to, right, the Imago Dei. But there there are two strains of thoughts with the Imago Dei. Like, are we literally created in the image of God or are we just intellectually and rationally created in his image? Clearly, the majority, yeah, yeah, clear for for a lot of people, it's it's air image, thus the humanizing you and I and us being treated as humans isn't a thing (laughs) because we're only like created in God's image in this like rational sense, Mm. but not necessarily the literal sense. And so, I just feel like people don't know how to connect, like you're saying, just this embodiment, this fullness of like, I am living this thing and you are living this thing out. And so I think the church is going to suffer and continue to suffer. And and right now my church is going through a series on embodiment. And we, and we, I mean, because it's so foundational and it's so important, but, but again, like, like people know what it means to embody because they're, they're embodying white supremacy. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 but it's like, are you willing to let that go for something greater and something better? But I think the church is going to have to literally, like, I mean, are they embodying white supremacy? I what think do that, I don't think they are consciously, Con- but, not consciously. But, but that, that's what I mean, like, right, by giving that, their mental assent to white supremacist thought and ideas. Right. The small number of people who actually embody it are given a, a, a an on-ramp to do and embody white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam Stratton. Sucks either way. <laughs> Sam. Sam in the, in the, in the comment asked a question I thought was really point spot on this. He's, uh, I think it's a, he, where they asked yeah, um, yeah, him. Yeah. Right, he, he asked, is, is Southern Christian culture in 2020 as crazy as it seems on the outside? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And, and I know Sam, uh, you know, we go we go way back. Uh, but but Sam, like, number one, this is one of the reasons why I can never move back to South Carolina <laughs> at all. Like, I don't want to go in that state at all. Um, not even to play golf because it's cheap. I don't even want to step foot in South Carolina. But, not even but, Frugal McDougal, bro? Nah, bro, I'll pass. I'll fast for a couple months. <laughs> I'll pass. But 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 again, it comes down to a few things for me, Sam. Like, like there's there's such a heavy dose of narcissism and denial that like people literally just cannot see. Like, I have friends right now that I I would consider family and responsible for my formation that are literally I've had to disconnect from because they are so steep. Ray and I just talked about it. Same. They are so they are so I'm in Charlotte, by the way. There's they're so steeped in it, they can't see any other way because it's been handed down. It's been passed down. 
and it benefits them. Go ahead, go ahead, Ray. I know, I know you're into. <laughs> I just want to make a distinction uh, uh, between evangelicalism and I mean, I do think there's a difference between conservative Christianity or and uh, like evangelical Christianity, I should say. Yep. And like other forms, emergent. Well, I don't think they use emergent anymore. God, I'm no, sure. no this, right. this, yeah. that's that's all your folks that are deconstructing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or mainline, like or so, yeah. so, some mainline folks. Like right. I, I'm, well, well, mainline. Were. I do think that yes, I was mainline. I was United Methodist. Um, I still technically am, but um, there is, I think, a distinction. But the by and large, your bigger kind of. You know, I think they are. I mean, it's a, and and it's come from you know that from this Dr. Qu- Dr. King quote where there's been a marrying of you know where where we stopped serving as the conscience of the state and saw either the state needed to serve us or we need to serve the state. Um, right. And, right. and, and right. somebody somebody asked earlier about what do you think about church taxes and that yeah. sort of thing. Right. Well, this well, is where that this is where that fear is incited that oh well. They're going to take your Turks tax exemptions, so you need to cling to this party, and that's just that's just that's just messed right. up. Right, <laughs> which just, was what they were fighting to begin with in the '60s, late '60s, and the '70s. Right, they weren't fighting for moral and ethical Christian things. No, not no, really, truly biblical ones. Yeah. They were fighting on the word of God. The fact that the white men were made to rule over people of color. Facts, Sam. And that the races should not mix because God told Israel, don't intermarry with the surrounding nations. So forget all the things that Christ had done or some of the things that Amos and Joel and others prophesied about we're going right. to use those scriptures to maintain a legal segregation. So yep. when all of a sudden Civil Rights Act comes through and the Voting Rights Act come through and the federal government actually starts to put some teeth behind it, because, by the way, they passed the Civil Rights Act three times before the one in 1963 that we know about, including three of them within nine years of the 1963 Civil Rights Act. Is that these jokers were mad because the federal government said, you are a private institution. You're right. So we cannot force you to integrate. However, if you so choose not to integrate, we will remove your tax exempt status to which they fought against in the courts, took it to the Supreme Court on the basis of Religious liberty and freedom. The thing that Trump has gotten evangelical support on because he is the one, even though they don't like him, he's not very Christian. He's protecting their religious freedom, specifically as Christians. And when they lost that fight, that's when they said, let's try abortion. And Sam, Sam, remember our beloved Bob Jones University was the last, was the last to finally integrate, especially on a collegiate level, and they still ain't really integrated. Why? Who wants to go to Bob Jones? I, I mean, I know, right? Look, it's look, a principal, right? Right. I was, no, I, I, was in, I was in high school youth group. 
I knew I wanted to go into some kind of ministry and our youth group had those magazines that basically gave you the directory and like info on all the Christian schools and universities. Right. So they had this big graph where, you know, they had what the major was and they put like a colored dot, depending on whether that was something they excelled in or if they didn't even have that program. And I'm looking through there and I get to this one university and like all the things that I'm interested in journalism and ministry and youth ministry, like they got a big fat green dot on there. And I looked at it and then I looked at the tuition and it was significantly less than any other college or university. And I went to my parents and said, yo, mom and dad, I found a university that I want to apply to. They're like, which one is it? I said, Bob Jones. They said, hell no. <laughs> right. I was like, why not? And then they told yeah. me. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Ah, bro. It's a wrap. Yeah. Now, yeah so, so I want to, I want to see if I can uh, kind of, land the plane and, and close this thing on like the Southern Christian culture, because I, I, I am again, going back to Ray's word, there has to be a reckoning. There has to be a reckoning before anything changes and the church is back where, or, you know, the light that it should be, the salt that it should be. However, I do think that church is going to look completely different. It has to look completely different. Like, COVID has showed us that everything looks different and, and, and it has to change. So you can't just sit on $15 million of real estate anymore. <laughs> like that's not going to happen at all. Plus my brother's generation, like 21, 20 years old, bro, they ain't with it. Oh, like that, mm. that, that generation, yeah. it, the same old tricks that, that have kept us millennials kind of like on the, on the, on the, on the lease. Yo, that that's not working. And, oh, you said baby boomers die. Yeah. God didn't have to kill off the generation. About the Gen Xers, right? Nah, yeah. Well, Cedric, Cedric, we we'll take you with millennials, bro. Nah, bro, I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, we'll take you both. Technically, mm-hmm. I'll take you both. Mm-hmm. I got enough overlap. It's all that time I spent young working with yeah. the young people. I don't but, want. It. You know, it's it's funny you talk about this this reckoning that needs to happen, and there's. You know, there's one voice that I actually was listening to them talk about this need for reckoning and what it looks like and what it will take. And ironically, it came from someone that Ray is not a big fan of. Who? It's Dave Chappelle. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was nervous for a bit. I was like, I I know know this brother is not a (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he, he, he talked about in one of his routines from uh, 2019, 2019 or 2018, about what Desmond Tutu and others did in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Right? And oh, yeah. how they reckon with apartheid and how we're going to continue to have the problems that we have in America until we do that. And it's, it's scary to do because the thing he said – there is by no metric of what apartheid did should apartheid have not ended with anything less than massive amounts of bloodshed. And yet it didn't. So we need to be looking at what they did, which we've said it on this podcast before. Oh yeah. We had, we had a, we had a person that was a part of fighting apartheid on this podcast and he still, he texted me another week. He said, 
I moved from one South Africa to another. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's. I mean, he's seen it's it. Like episode like, twenty-three, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's seen it. But he's yeah, no. Greensboro it, has gone through that that process, like they did um, in South Africa. Um, they literally went through the process because of the y'all remember the um, sit-ins. Like the, the, well, yeah, but in the riot. Yeah, the, the Greensboro massacres, what they call it, but in right, yep, Morningside, yeah. they they went through that process, and I think it was was healthy and helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. when you go to when I went to a college visit at UNC Greensboro, which I'd never been to before, I was amazed at how diverse it was. College, yeah, what UNC college? Greensboro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very diverse. Um, yeah. That's where my but, issues. Anyway. All right, dudes. All five right. o'clock five o'clock's early in the morning. Mm, bless your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, thanks for letting me come on, friends, and uh yeah. let's get this reckoning reckoning. Yes, Word. yes. You 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 are always our unofficial official co-host, so Word. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll see y'all. All right. All right. Oh, oh, oh.